Boom. And we're back. Yeah, we are. Was that where I'm supposed to jump in? Yeah, dude. Thomas, how jealous were you that I was paired up with Alyssa last night? Uh, That was, do you know, I have a list right here of topics. Uh And the first one is Alyssa Lopez. Yeah. Uh, She mentioned me at all. I mean, I'm sure you guys were texting. (laughs) You were like, oh, we did so good. Like, look at us on TV. I'm sure she mentioned us. Like, I commented on Instagram. I don't know. Our guest before we get too far into this conversation <laughs> yeah. is Ryan Treffery, who is the director of pickleball at the new Legacy Bellbank Park complex in Mesa, Arizona. And I've become good friends with Ryan over the last couple years as uh, we are from the same place. And uh, he humors me with some uh, dialed down pickleball from time to time, which I appreciate. And uh, he is our guest today. Ryan, what's up, dude? What's up? Tyson is an avid pickleball player out here at Bellbank Park. The crowds just follow wherever he goes. Court two, he gets like probably 50 to 60 people watching him. It's ridiculous. He's yeah. a celebrity. Celebrity. 50 to 60, that's more than uh, most pro pickleball matches. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's just the way it is, dude. A day in the life. Uh, so, Ryan, uh, before we introduced you, Thomas was talking about the Challenge USA, which I'm currently on. I don't know if you've been watching at all. Every uh, night. I watch it every night. I rewatch every it single every night. night. <laughs> Dinner and rewatch because like, we just want to see you. My wife is in love with you and it's ridiculous. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just that, pause. I just pause every if they ever do like a close up. I just pause and I leave it that way for until like the next week. On me or on Alyssa Lopez? Just on your face and then Alyssa, like, in the background. Okay, so Alyssa is one of the friends I've made on the show. And she's very cute and very funny. And Thomas was inquiring as to her status last week. Mm -hmm. And then this week I got paired with her in the challenge. And I just knew that Thomas would be so jealous again of me. Yeah. I oh, the only thing I thought was oh so they're actually pretty close. There's a better chance of the <laughs> setup having some merit to it, and her actually taking your recommendation seriously. So now the ball is even more in your court uh-huh. to make this happen for me. But here's the thing, because my advice to her would be never date somebody who's gotten to know you on TV before they did in real life. And my advice to you, Thomas, would be. Don't date somebody you got to know on TV before you got to know them in real life. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's the same advice. It just works a little bit differently. And uh, I and haven't. So, yeah. While so I, you want while me to message her. Yeah. Yeah. While I appreciate your advice, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I completely disregard it. And once again, I'm going to put the ball in your court to make this uh-huh. happen for me. Okay. Uh I've been getting text messages from her this morning. So, uh, because I think, uh, her and I had the most hilarious exchange last night on the show. Uh, I'm sure it was really, (laughs) but enough about that. We're here to talk about pickleball, not about Thomas's love life, not about me as a huge celebrity on TV right now. Uh, and we have a expert in the field of pickleball, Ryan, how long have you been playing pickleball? Because I know a little bit, uh, but you've been playing a long time. Started what, in Southern what California. Year is right? What year is it? It is Tyson? 2022 right now. Okay. So we're looking at about six years, actually. Six years. 
So yep. you're looking at 2016. Your math is very good. Southern California. Southern California started in Simi Valley, California. And, and who uh, were you playing with at the time? Jack Monroe, Dane Gingrich, who's a legend. Um, yeah. Okay. And I, I've heard stories about you playing with Riley Newman back then in Southern California early on. Uh, Riley Jesse was in Irvine. Southern Cal for a little bit. Yep. Jeff Warnick. We had a big group out there. So it was a lot of good players. And who would you say out of that group, who was like the instigator? Who was like the person who introduced pickleball? Did they all discover it on their own? Were, was one or a, a couple people bringing in tennis players? How was that happening? I mean, I think, no, I think everyone kind of came in their own. Like most, a lot of them were tennis players. A lot of them were just athletes. And, you know, when you're high level, you just find each other. So, you know, everyone was driving an hour, hour and a half to, to get games. And, you know, at that point there wasn't a lot of pickleball players. So you had to drive far to get the high level games. Oh, that's interesting. Cause now if it's over 20 minutes for me, I'm like, ah, I don't know if it's worth it, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> An hour and a half, Thomas. Have you ever driven an hour and a half for a pickleball game? Dude, I won't go anywhere. <laughs> I live next to like the hotbed of pickleball. It's uh -huh. a 20 minute drive and I won't even go there. Yeah. I'll you go to spend, Legacy. You spend, you know, four hours in the car just to play an hour and a half of pickleball. So that's how yeah. it was. Wow. That's uh that's a uh, determination. And that's one of the stories like, 10 years down the road when kids are, you know, saying how hard pickleball is, uh, the elders can come in and be like, you know how far I used to have to travel each direction to play pickleball. Uh, yeah. I well, spent a year driving around the country in a van to chase pickleball. So that, uh, you did, there's you did. like my badge. There's my badge of honor traveling yeah, for your for back still hurts from that. Now I'm over it. Yeah. So I know it does. When you started playing back then in 2016, did you have the vision that it would be what it is today? Were you like, I'm going to start playing pickleball right now, then I'm going to be director of pickleball at one of the largest complexes in the world and uh, see how it pans out from there? No, I want to re I want to like rephrase the question. Okay. Don't, okay. don't think like, would it ever become this? Just like, what, what, what were you thinking in that moment in time when you were just sort of playing this like, quirky off the beaten path game that didn't have a ton of traction probably like no online presence but you know you were driving to get a game and you were playing with probably some of the best talent in the world at, at that point i mean i think as you know and everyone knows pickleball is very compulsive obsessive so once you play you want to play tomorrow you want to play tonight you know so i think for me it was you know brought back a little bit like the tennis you know, competitive, you know, when I was playing junior tennis or high school tennis or college tennis, you know, it brought back that competitive fire, you know, and you just pick a ball is weird. You just want to keep playing and, and you yeah. can't stop. You can't stop. Yeah. It's like one more game, one more game. You've heard that a thousand times, you know, just yeah. let's play one more. So it's, you know, I think for me, it was just, you know, an obsessive, you know, fun thing to do, you know, outside of work, you know? Yeah. And you can play one more game. That's the thing. It's like yeah. people can play for hours and then they can play for a couple more hours and they can stay yeah. out there. So you were playing professional tournaments back then. Were you traveling all over the country playing everything you could? How was that working? Because it's not like it is now where there was like 
appearance fees to cover costs. And then there was a large enough prize pool that you could, you know, kind of make a living off of it. How were all these players doing it? Were they all just like out of pocket? Did some of them have sponsors that were footing some of these bills? How was it working? The OG days, it was, you know, out of your pocket. The OG I mean, days. We had nationals, you know, Simi Valley ran like a triple crown event that, you know, Ben and Kyle would play in, you know, the prize money was, you know, minuscule to what it is now, but, you know, you get all the pros out to California, you know, I think it was just, you know, there's limited events. So they'd play the majors and grab a few small ones and, you know, just play, you know, I played Riley Newman in a small tournament in Tustin one time and there was no prize money. So like back then, I think a lot of those guys were just playing you know, learning the game and, you know, obviously it's exploded and the money's obviously found everyone. So, you know, it's just, it's, but everyone loves the game. So, you know. Yeah. And you said that, you know, there weren't a lot of games I've heard you mention now. There's so many tournaments that tournament numbers sometimes are dwindling because there's so many opportunities now to play. Is that something that we are going to see like an equilibrium on is stuff going to die down and find that balance. How do you foresee the sport of pickleball moving forward right now? Like, has it like reached max capacity or are the players, more players going to come into the sport and fill those empty spots or uh, yeah, what's going to happen? I mean, what I see is, you know, there's so many tournaments, but there's also so many courts now. And for us, you know, at Bellbank park, we have, you know, we have more people in the leagues, you know, than we have in some of the tournaments. So like, I think some players will still be diehards and travel to tournaments every weekend, but a lot of players are finding alternates, you know, they're running their own round Robins. They're going to facilities like us and, you know, paying to do round Robins. And, you know, there's just, there's just so many opportunities, but you know, the numbers are exploding. So I'm seeing each tournament I run, I'm seeing brand new players every single time. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, some of these big tournaments like nationals could, you know, could explode where there's, you know, five, 10,000 people versus, you know, two and 3,000. But I think, you know, the day to day people are, you know, they're finding things to do, you know, they're picking where they want to spend their money. And, you know, some of them spend it on tournaments and some of them spend it on lessons or, you know, leagues. As long as the money is getting spent. That is true. Right. And, and we do have, did you tell the crowd about your tournament? I mean, we have a Tyson Apostle hosted tournament at Bellbank Park. That's right. You know, with pro exhibitions, everyone can see Tyson's unbelievable Ernie. I don't know if you've seen it live. Thomas has seen it. (laughs) No, I have Some things you can't, some things you can't unsee. And I think Tyson's (laughs) Ernie is one of those. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty traumatizing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Uh, Thomas hates when we bring up the Ernie because I Ernie'd him, but then he claims that he can see the Ernie coming a mile away. But then how did he get earned? Uh, it's almost like in slow motion. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. It's maybe you're longer than ever. People, I really, people, I don't know. It's yeah, crazy. It, yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah. I am hosting a tournament at uh, Bell Bank Park uh, in October and uh, it'll be a ton of fun. My face will be all over posters and everything. Thomas, you pretty jealous? Yeah. Well, how come I didn't know about this? We're telling you about it right now. October, Mesa, Arizona. Is that part okay? Is that is this like are we announcing this right now? Has it been talked about before? No, it's this been- is a new. This is a new event. It's a gamma sponsored event. Um, we're gonna have gamma clinics. We're gonna have a 
we're gonna have actually some gamma paddles for all the uh, medalists. You know, Tyson's gonna you know sign you know women's chests. It's gonna be unbelievable. No, I'll sign people's paddles. Okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Tyson's too much of a, a family man to go along with that joke. This, this is what I'm learning. Tyson has a, an image to uphold. Do I? <laughs> Listen, uh, I just feel more comfortable signing paddles. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> okay, Ryan. Pickleball in the Olympics. Realistically, Ten how years. close are we? 10 years it's 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 exploding in america but let's look at other countries let's look at asia and you know let's look at uh you know europe asia's not I mean, a I country don't, i don't think it's well let's look at a- areas in the continent that okay people are playing pickleball <laughs> i think for us it's huge but i think for other you know areas it's not as big so i think it's going to take a little bit longer than you know we think you know we can we can play each other you know we can play California versus Arizona, but, you know, for us to go and play, you know, Colombia yeah. or, you know, Peru, it's, it's going to take a little time, but I think it'll get there. It was an exhibition uh, sport at the Maccabee Games in Israel, I saw. It did can't you, be did... Maccabee. I mean, there's just no way that's how it's pronounced. How do you I say don't it? know. Maccabee? Uh, I don't Ryan, know. Do you, right. do, you have, do you have input I'm on this? I'm not the authority on the Maccabee. I would, I'd probably go with uh, Tyson because he's very, very, very astute and intelligent. Wow, okay. I yeah. may be wrong. <laughs> I may be wrong, but I've always heard it Maccabee. Yeah, Maccabee. Well, I could have just made that up. It sounds cooler, doesn't it? Because in my most... mind, it's sort of like these exotic games, like in another country. I think there yeah. was in Israel. Does it change yeah. locations? No, it's always in Israel. Hmm. And how many people participated, Tyson? Uh, not a lot. Uh, the pictures I saw, it didn't look like it looked like twenty or thirty. That's not bad, actually. If you can get so, at least 30 to 40 for the Olympics, we'll be good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, okay, 10 years out for the Olympics. Let's delve into PPA versus APP versus MLP versus uh, independence. Where well, you want to talk about you want to talk about what um, what was announced yesterday? So what let was me announced uh, yesterday. Let me pull this up. So for and maybe you didn't see this this was um so major league pickleball newport is coming up right mm-hmm. august 5th to like 7th or oh. it might be four four to eight or or something like that but um that weekend and the ppa announced uh their own event just a little bit north of there in los angeles that same weekend it is the selkirk lab showdown wow. by invite only so the PPA Selkirk Labs and the prestigious Bramer Country Club in Los Angeles are thrilled to announce the Selkirk Lab Showdown presented by invited – I think that must be a typo. Um, yeah, so in terms of what it's going to be, so it's like thrilling, unconventional show featuring wild matchups and unlikely partnerships. Imagine sounds like ben Major John's- League Pickleball. Yeah, right. And it's like a round robin format. There's, you know, one round robin each day. And then eventually there's um, a points total. And then it culminates in a, in a final on, on Sunday. So, yeah, it's definitely like a shot directly across the bow of Major League Pickleball. And um, I think we're starting to see this kind of like tit for tat emerge where it's like one of them makes a move and the other makes some sort of, of counter. And it's no longer like 
yeah, no, we don't compete. It's like, no, we compete with them and we actively, yeah. And we actively try and like dominate viewership or detract from the other. Right. Were you laughing at your own joke? I missed, I missed. No, I'm just laughing at how insane this is that like, it's, it's true that you're saying initially they were like, oh, we're all supportive of each other. What's good for us is good for the sport. It's all good for the sport. And now they're like, let's take that formula and just like mimic it with our own people. And, uh, yeah. I think in the old days you would, you know, the old days you would, you know, you'd avoid, you know, there's a tournament on Saturday, the 5th, you would, you know, August 5th, you'd avoid that weekend. But I think now it's becoming where, you know, let's just do it. You know, they're competing against each other certain weekends. I think in the past, you know, they avoid each other, um, for tournaments and events just because, you know, the player pool and the, you know, the spectators were, you know, going to one event, but I think there's so many more options now that I think they can coexist, you know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I think it's, it's interesting here. And this is what I think is the most interesting about this, uh, is that we went to the last major league pickleball, Thomas and I, we did commentating there. There were some PPA players there. I don't think that by their contract with the PPA, they were necessarily supposed to initially be there, but they finagled away. Weren't there a just few people? Stratman. Yeah. And just Stratman. Only Stratman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I was thinking there were a couple others, but maybe you would know better than me. So just Stratman. So now where does Stratman go on this weekend in California? I think she'll keep showing up to PPAs. I think she'll go to, um, but she's going she's to under the MLP. contract with the, She's under contract with the the PPA. I think she'll st- keep going to PPAs, but yeah, for this major league pickleball event, she's going to be there and that's going to take priority for her. Okay. Uh, so it's it's interesting like does that open the floodgates? Are there other PPA players who are like I want to compete for the 25 grand and they sort of follow suit because they see oh Lauren Stratman walked away unscathed. I want to do that too because it seems like there's there's only upside unless there's some you know, legal stuff happening behind the scenes that we're just not aware of. But even um, maybe she'll we got to get Stratman on here. Yeah, we should get her on here and put her on the spot. And no, for <laughs> real, we, why not? Should we call what her right now? Let's really call her. Right no, now. let's not call her right now. We'll we'll message her <laughs> and see if she <laughs> wants to talk. Tyson, Tyson, huh. you act like you act like you haven't been in showbiz all your life. Ryan, call her. <laughs> put her put her on FaceTime, right? Yeah, let's let's get her on here. And don't tell her she's don't, being recorded. Yeah, sure. Um, but just to add to that, a thought I had just kind of looking at Beer City, which is this weekend, mm-hmm. APP in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I'm seeing all the posts and stories and the clips. And like um, I think mixed doubles starts today or is underway now. It's like there's this community of players emerging that are whole solely aligned with APP, like the yellow go play PPAs. But in my mind, they're APP players like the JW Johnson's, the Paris Todd's. And like, there's this alternate community of good talent forming for the APA APP taking on its own persona of great talent. Yeah. And it's not like you need, and like people want to tune into that. I want to tune into that. And I also want to tune into the PPA. And I want to go watch Major League Pickleball. Like, I don't think just here's signing players to contract. Like, I just, it's almost like you should just let these players go play where they want to play and try and focus on your product. What are you putting out there on the, on the court that promotes viewership and makes people want to tune in? 
well, that's if what you're, should be focused on. If you're so dead set on getting the pros there, then just pay a, a larger appearance fee than any of the other tournaments. That's how you get them there. You don't contract them to, to years and years of servitude. But uh, that's interesting with because for me, like, and I'm probably an ultra competitive spirit. Uh, if I didn't get a contract from the PPA initially or didn't get what I wanted from them and became one of these APP players, I'm doing everything in my power to prove the PPA wrong so that they come groveling at my feet, begging me to play at which point I say, thanks, but no, thanks. You had your chance. No, is that the attitude? Is that the attitude of a lot of these players? Do you think in their hearts, like we're going to prove the PPA wrong. We're going to stomp on their events. And then when they ask us to come play, we're going to say no. Well, one of the interesting things too was that the PPA, remember they just posted this sort of vague post on, on social media, just like of Paris Todd saying, stay tuned. And then nothing, we never found out anything. And I, I wonder if something, yeah, I, I wonder if they were trying and they thought they were going to get her to sign and then she didn't or something like that. Hmm. What do you think about all, all, all of that? The the players' contracts and their uh, loyalty to one tour over the other, and at some, in some instances, have to play events and can't play others. Is that is that the future of pickleball? Is this something that's going to work itself out naturally? Is this like one of the growing pains and learning curve of the sport? I think it'll work itself out, but you're seeing it now in golf too. So this is not. You know, this is not just pickleball. You're seeing multi-million dollar deals to play the new, you know, LIV tour. Live oh, I'd sign up for that immediately, dude. If somebody was like, here's $20 trillion to play over there. Well, you got PGA in. and, you know, PGA is legendary. It's been around yeah. for hundreds of years and you're, you know, they're stealing top pros with money. Yeah. So, you know, this is something that may not go away. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, some players are, you know, they'll follow the money. So, Interesting. Whoever gives them the money and, you know, those $200,000 tournaments when they come out, you know, they'll go there. They're not going to go to the smaller events. So it's all right. about the all, money when you're all, a pro yeah. athlete. All yeah. this allegiance and pettiness is is going to melt away pretty quickly when people just start putting money on the table. And yeah. the question is, will, will that happen? And, and how many years out from that are we? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think we're that far out. I think uh, I do. But, I think if you look at viewership numbers right now, they're not there. And the mentality is if you build it, they will come in like the growth of participation. Like eventually there's going to be some sort of, you know, trickle down effect where some percentage of people who are casual players will watch the pro tour, assuming we can put on a good product. But I, I still think we're very far away from reaching critical mass to where we can justify in these tours, multiple tours, can justify these big sponsorship contracts that they need to bring in in order to make this a feasible business model. That's yes. That's how I feel about it. And I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. No, I agree with that. Me saying, yes, I think that they, the tours are at that point now where money is going to talk more and more to the players. They've already set the precedent. So now it's like, okay, I need more money than last year. Okay, now I need more money than last year. And if they don't have a product that can be sustainable, that's going to spell trouble for them, which is what you were alluding to there. But I think 
they've already opened the floodgates there trying to drown the other people out. So now who can sustain being able to pay the players what they are accustomed to and what they feel they deserve is now going to be part of the game. And I think the sponsorship's getting there where, you know, I'm getting calls all the time. People want to get into pickleball. So like businesses are like, we want to be involved somehow because they hear fastest growing sport and all you hear about, you know, just walking around, you see Tyson, you know, playing, he's a celebrity obviously. Um, but you know, everyone wants to either play it or, you know, talk about it. So, but are they getting a return on their investment if they are sponsoring these big tournaments for a lot of money? Like I get like a sponsored player, somebody with a following somewhere, uh, these smaller events where you can introduce product to newer well, players. There's, yeah, there's there's a difference between like a brand wanting to do on-site activation at a live event versus yeah. paying it like a TV viewership sponsorship deal, right? Like a media rights deal. Like those are two different things. I think we're definitely at a point where sponsoring an event, yeah, it's it's great for like a, a brand who's just trying to like get their product in the in the hands of of new people. But we're not at the point where, you know, like, I don't want to name a specific name, but a giant luxury watch company is willing to pay $30 million to have a year contract of advertising on the backgrounds of every single uh, event. Yeah, the name that came to mind is an active sponsor, so I didn't want to like throw them under the bus, but yeah. And at Bellbank Park, we just signed a 20-year deal with Talking Stick Resort, which is a huge presence here in Phoenix. So, you know, and Bellbank Park is huge. We've got a ton of sports and, you know, they're like, let's get our foot in the door with pickleball. So they're going to basically sponsor our stadium. Um, They're going to wrap it with Talking Stick Resort and, you know, they're in it for the long haul. So I think... You know, yeah. that's kind of a, a telling tale where, you know, they're not going into soccer. They're not going to baseball. They're not going to basketball. Hey, let's get at that pickleball stadium and, you know, see where it goes from there. But, you know, I think just like that, it's, it's you know, it's going to start popping up everywhere. Do you have yeah. stats on how many people are moving through Bell Bank per week, per month? Is there like a metric that you can? Um, I mean, off the top of my head, it's, you know, a busy weekend. We'll get, you know, ten to 20,000 people through. But, Which uh, is more than tune in to a professional match, like through through the entire park, or just in the pickleball through the, space. Through the entire park. I mean, okay. today we have a baseball event, we'll have a basketball event starting later. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, we're right, like right, right. it's gonna be like Disneyland. So there's, but if I walk around the park and I interview people, how many people know what pickleball is? You know, that's that's the question. You know, I think it's you know I think in our world it's huge, and everyone watching these tournaments are players. Yeah, but we have to figure out a way to get those other people to watch the sport. You know, right? Even though they don't necessarily play it regularly, they have to be able to enjoy watching it in some capacity. I mean, yeah, I don't know some of these some of these points. Like, I I think it you need to get an under it's it's like golf. You need to like play it a couple times to really understand what you're you're watching and appreciate it. But you know, some of these highlights are in, incredible. We just posted something because. This guy commented on a, so it's uh, it's Ben and Anna Lee versus AJ Kohler and Callie Smith in Phoenix actually, uh, at the beginning of the year, and it's this crazy like hands battle, and Anna Lee is just ripping backhands and AJ is just like defending, and it looks sped up, so I get why this guy commented it, but he goes, 
it sped up again the dink please you are doing the game a disservice by being the lowest common denominator with trying too hard to get clicks like we don't speed up our clips it's just that fast it's that insane and uh, I, I think it's just I think it's, it's like funny it's a testament to how crazy some of these points and how good some of these players actually are that uh, you know we're getting accused oh. of stuff like that but it's like how do you sure. how do you communicate that to people who don't know what they're watching or haven't seen the sport before I think they have to play it once. I mean, I play with Tyson. He'll come out and play. And then I'll play with Riley three days later. And it's like fast forward. It's the same game. But no offense to Tyson. It's just, it's that high level is a different game. And, you know, the ball is coming off of Riley's paddle a lot faster than Tyson's slow motion Ernie's. So, you know, I think, you know, people have to experience it. And, you know. Well, and I. I'm fortunate because I'm in a position where I'm in where people much better than me are willing to play some pickleball with me. Not everybody has that luxury. I understand. So I even get to see that too. And that's why I've like started adding more and more weight to my paddle, trying to be able to hit the ball harder and trying to like, also like keep my shots extra low. Ryan notices that he's always like, get it over the net, bro. I'll hit the tape a million times. Cause I'm like, I want it to just kiss the net every single time, make the perfect shot because I play with these better players who take advantage of every single mistake I make. Which and is very so, Yes. It if helps me. Not, it definitely if does. You were not, if you were not on TV, I'm pretty sure you'd be on the pro tour with just your skill set. I mean, yeah, Tyson, so that, I was going to, I was going to ask you a question. So how often uh-huh. do you get commenters on your post saying, Hey, stop, putting your clips in slow motion and you're like, no, <laughs> I, this is just normal speed. I just the slow mo. They think like it's slow-mo. sedated giraffe. No, it's very cool. Cause people are like, wow, I like how you slow mode it right there. Right before you like moved across for your earning. I was like, I didn't change any of the timing. It's just like me being like, right, right. So yeah, very cool. It was, it's just a cool effect that I just built into the way I move. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I want to take a minute to talk to you guys about fit aid energy. So right now I'm drinking this. What is this flavor? Blackberry pineapple. They sent me a bunch of them. They're awesome. It's got that 200 milligrams of caffeine. And of course it's healthy, but, uh, fit aid energy boosts the original sports recovery ingredients in fit aid with 200 milligrams of clean caffeine. As I was just saying, caffeine comes from green tea. So, you know, it's clean. It has branch chain amino acids, turmeric, electrolytes, vitamins, and clean caffeine. They all come together in four deliciously electric flavors that are naturally sweetened with only 15 calories. It's a performance energy drink for athletes, fitness buffs, or anyone looking for a clean, effective boost. Visit lifeaidbevco.com and you can save 20% and get free shipping on your first order plus with our exclusive coupon code dink20 at checkout that's lifeaidbevco.com and code dink20 for 20 percent off plus fast free shipping the future of energy drinks is here welcome to energy 3.0 what do you got thomas what do you got well i'm looking at this list here Uh uh-huh p.s i want to go back while you're looking at the list uh, Ryan was like, tournaments used to look at uh, at other tournaments and purposely like kind of like avoid those weekends and stuff. And uh, I'm going to the Gamma Classic on 
the first weekend of August. And that's in Pittsburgh, but that's also the same date as these events in California. And uh, Major League Pickleball wanted me to do some commentating, but I can't because I am going to the Gamma Classic. And they didn't even know that, you know, other tournaments, there's so many tournaments now that people don't even know that there's other tournaments going on some of the time. I mean, the PPA clearly knew Major League Pickleball was happening at Newport, but that's not always the case. Like, it's not always like out of malice. Sometimes it's just like, it's a lot of tournaments. Like it's hard to, you know. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think smart tournament directors, and obviously the tours will look, you know, at the calendar. But at, you know, at some point, you just gotta you gotta find the right date. So you're gonna see, you know, PPA tournaments on the same weekend as ABV tournaments. You're gonna see two ABV tournaments the same weekend, which you've already had. So I think, you know, and you know, we're still getting enough players playing them. So why not? I yeah. think if I'm gonna make a prediction, <clears throat> okay. Eventually, I think Major League Pickleball has wanted to work with the PPA. And I actually, I think the PPA wanted want to work with Major League Pickleball too, but they both want to be the top dog. And it's just not, like you can't have two, two alphas combine and, and take one and, and have one take the backseat. Like it's just not going to happen given what they both want to achieve. I think we're going to go get to a point where Major League Pickleball says, and, you know, it, it sounds like they have some alliance with the APP. They say, well, we need to compete head to head. We need to start doing our own tour, not just a league, but our own tour. And either one, create their own or two, just invest in making the APP a, a better a better product. And then it really becomes like two mega tours kind of competing and Major League Pickleball has the league, of course. Like, I, I think there's going to be more. Right now, we just see sort of like the PPA going, putting its sights on MLP. I think that's going to shift. I think it's going to go the other way, too. You think the MLP is going to put its sights on the PPA? And try and, yeah, and just try yeah. and figure out, you know, how do we... Well, they're doing that amateur event in Newport, right? I think Major League like Football. Yeah. yeah. Duper yeah. running a waterfall. Duper's running it in conjunction with Major running. League Pickleball, yes, for amateurs. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's uh, it's good news for amateurs who want to make some money. I guess, but, it, yeah, it's a, it's a step in that in that direction. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how that turns out because with the Duper, the Duper scale, it should be, should be able to squash out a lot of the sandbagging, uh, or that is the hope, right? Uh, that is definitely the hope. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and the duper, yeah, the duper will bring, you know, we're doing, actually we do duper ratings at uh, my facility and it, it, it's a little higher than your normal rating, but I think it, at least it's a, tr you know, it's a closer to true value of what you're, you know, you can't just, you know, Tyson says he's a five Oh, he shows up and, you know, he was not a five Oh, but he said he was, so you can't go off of, you know, what people so, think they are, you know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we played, we played, we played on Sunday and we did a uh -huh. duper. We, we played like a bunch of casual games. There's just being a, a group of guys here and we were over at uh, Tim Clitch's house, that house that like a bunch of people always play and Colin and Ben were playing right before us. So okay. when we stepped on the court, the, uh, the skill level plummeted pretty quickly, but we played a bunch of uh, casual games and then eventually someone's like, can we do like, can we do some duper games now? And we were like, okay. 
And then wow. immediately all like the laughing stopped and it just like, it got really competitive and, and everyone really wanted to win and, and improve their duper show. Did you People enjoy that? Protective of this rating, you know, Tyson, do yeah. you want to do a duper match yeah. over at uh, Bell Bank? I mean, are you willing to do that? I can do, I, I'm willing to do it. Yeah. When I'm feeling good, let's do it. Okay. Uh, but it. did you enjoy that, Thomas? Did you enjoy the, how the serious aspect came in? It was more competitive or did you not like that? I think so. I liked how we played some casual games before we did the competitive stuff. Mm -hmm. It gave a nice balance to the day, right? Sometimes you can go out there and you're just kind of messing around. You don't really care. And some, sometimes you go out there and you're playing with good players and you're like, it's all competitive. It was, it was nice to have the balance. And uh, I don't know. It's fun. It's yeah. I like getting like actually competitive every, every now and again. Right. Okay. But, yeah, interesting. I, I I honestly didn't know uh, if I still don't know if I will enjoy that mindset because to me I feel like I'll just kind of treat it the same, but maybe I won't. Uh, you know, you know how how protective I am of my Uber rating. Uh, so, duper probably even more so. Ryan, do you watch do you watch a lot of pro pickleball? Like when it's on, are you tuning in? Like when you get off the, you know, watch Beer City. Um, depends on where I'm at. I mean, if I'm, if we're at Bell Bank and we're running stuff and it's slow, we'll throw on, you know, we've got a TV back in our pro shop. We'll throw pickleball on, obviously, uh, you know, if I'm home, you know, I'll throw it on just it, to be honest, you know, I watch it too. Um, just depending on what I'm doing, but I'll definitely turn on the beer city at least, you know, once a day to see what's going on with some of my friends or, you know, some of the pros I like to watch, you know, right. Is there so when, something you're when, more hopeful? Sorry, Thomas. Is there something well, I was more getting at, I think what you're kind of getting at here, in which is these like, broadcasts, like what could they do to improve these, to improve your viewership experience? Is that what we're going to say, Thomas? Nope. Okay. Then your question's next. Less, less advertising, even though that's what's paying for the tournaments, but, uh, and less repeat advertisements, you know, you just, you know, I want to watch pickleball. So, you know, and it's high level pickleball. And I think I would like to watch people that, you know, bring excitement, you know, people I either people I know or people that, you know, have some personality. So, you know, that's what we're looking for. You want the, you know, the curios is, you know, those are the fun matches to watch. You want personalities, you know, and I think, you know, some players are more boring than others. I'm not going to name names, but, you know, but I think, you know, it's just like any other sport. You want excitement. You want the, you know, the Djokovic's and the, you know, curios is with, you know, when you don't know what might happen next, you know, the McEnroe's, so. I think, uh, you know, we need more Tysons in this world with personality, you know, because he is the pickleball personality, I think. I am. Thomas doesn't know if he says, agrees yet. Yeah, he certainly says it a lot. Well, Ryan said it too, bro. I'm not the only one over here saying it. Thomas, what was your question TV. for Ryan? I just want to know, like, your personal opinion on all the tours. Like, do you have a preference to which one you like to watch? You're more excited to watch. I mean, I watch them both, like, to be honest, it's whatever, you know, we're, I'm a pickleball enthusiast, so I'll watch whatever's on, to be honest, I'll follow PPA and APP, to be yeah. honest, and it's, it's more about, for me, it's more about the players, you know, I want to follow certain players and just watch pickleball, you know, but, you know, I'll obviously follow, you know, Riley and some of the local Phoenix guys, you know, Daniel De La Rosa, you know, Pesa Teone, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's pickleball, you know, we all love it. I think everyone that is involved in pickleball plays pickleball. So, you know, all the referees, all the tournament directors, all the operations, you know, they all play pickleball. That's what's 
crazy about the sport is everyone is playing, you know, Tyson, you, you know, everyone, you know, whoever's involved in pickleball, you know, the guys that are behind the cameras, they play pickleball. So I think, you know, we have this, you know, this shared love of the game, you know. Do you have any like um, interesting, fun players that are coming up to the ranks in the Phoenix area? I mean, you guys kind of just breed them over there. Like you mentioned Tioni. I always thought he has a, I love watching him play. He doesn't play as much pro stuff as I, I wish he would, but like, are there any other, any other players you're looking at? I mean, he's, he's probably, you know, Phoenix, we have a ton of good players, but you know, we're actually losing some to, a lot of guys are going out to Dallas and whatnot or Austin, but, uh, you know, Pace is pretty much the one that comes to mind. You know, I haven't seen, I've seen a ton of like four or five guys trying to be five O pros, but you know, there's not, you know, for me, it's, it's oftentimes it's hard to find a good game to be honest. So, you know, how, how old, do you know how old, um, Pesa is? He's early twenties. I think he's like 23. Okay. But he, he what about, um, he doesn't, he needs, he needs to get into those games. If he was traveling around the world playing with yeah. you know, the top 10 pros, he would be, he would be there, but you know, he's out here playing, you know, four Oh pickleball with, you know, dudes at the park. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's true though. He plays, he plays three times a day. He plays with us, but he'll play with, you know, he'll play with anyone. So, right. you know, for him to get to that next level, you know, you got to start drilling, you got to start playing with those six O guys, you know? Yeah. Right. I love watching him and De La Rosa play together. I wish they would. I wish they would play more. Um, ton of athleticism what about, for sure. What about uh, uh, Kyle? Uh, that pickleball guy. I I saw him. Uh, he posts a lot in in Phoenix. How's his game? You can he. I played him last him, year if you need to. <laughs> I played him in one tournament and uh, we were we won the gold against them. But uh, he's up and coming. You know, he's just like you know every other you know, four or five, five Oh guy, you know, let's try to go pro, you know? So yeah, he's getting, he's getting better and better, but uh, I am one to know against him as of today, but uh, you know, maybe a year from now he'll beat me with my old age. I don't know. <laughs> I love every, you know, it's a pickleball thing. I don't know if you guys ever talk about this is like, everyone says they're a pro. So yeah, what yeah, is yeah, a right. pro? you know, is a pro someone that's, you know, sponsored is a pro someone that's cashing at these tournaments. You know, what is a pro? That's kind of a, vague term that you know everyone uses and i don't know if you guys ever talk about that but it's 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 pretty funny just going around i get a lot of you know my students will come up and be like did you heard about this guy john he's so good he's a pro i'm like you know the dude's a four right. or five and i crushed him like 15 zero so yeah, like right. you know what is a pro you know so yeah uh i don't think i've talked about cycling for a while here thomas <clears throat> so i'm probably at liberty too right now one sec <clears throat> I'm not so gonna stop you at this point. Yeah, and you were you were probably a pro cyclist, right? So mountain biking is like pickleball more in that like you sign up for a pro race. You there's no restriction on what how where you sign up or where you place yourself. You just do it, and then you can say you're a pro mountain biker. Uh, professional road cycling, on the other hand, you have to have a professional contract with a team, and so that is the line, and you're getting at that point getting a salary. Whereas mountain biking, we all three could sign up for a pro mountain bike race tomorrow. And so there's no like real level you have to reach before you can just like sign yourself up. So my definition of a pro athlete is somebody who makes a living 
competing in that sport. Not, but that's that's tougher for pickleball because, like, you know, it's no one's much harder to make a living. They're there's, paying more uh, than they make. To play these that's what I'm saying. So right now, there are there's a like few. five. Sure. Okay. Then those are the five pros. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There you go. All right. That's what you got to – I like, I don't know. Like, that's – to me, you got to make – maybe maybe at this point we'll allow the bulk of your income or a portion of your income or something. But if, like, if you're just signing up pro just so you can brag to your friends I think pro. I think you're – I think you're kind of right. I think it's, like, if you're making money from pro events, like, for, for placements in those events, then, Yeah. Yeah. So if you're making twelve thousand dollars a year, Tyson, you could be a pro pickleball player, even though you're paying fifty grand to travel and play. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's, just, that's not professional. Yeah. Profession, no, by it's definition, profession. It's just, it's just not good. Profession <laughs> by definition means the thing no. you wrong make your living wrong. at. No, it doesn't. Profession means you get paid for whatever it is. If you lose money, if you net lose money. You're still a professional, technically. You just run a. That's bad like business. you, you know. That's like you working at McDonald's and paying McDonald's, you know, paying McDonald's to work there. You know? Okay, well, whatever. My definition of professional sport is that you need to make your income and living off of it. That's why they're all living in their cars, I guess. Sure, those are professionals okay. right there. <laughs> Profession is a paid occupation, so there you go. You can. You can lose money in the long run, but as long as you're getting paid. But getting paid and winning prize money are are also different. Depending on the, yeah, they they can be, yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I think if you're getting some money just to play, whether or not you're winning tournaments or not, and it's not all dependent on prize money, that also goes into the equation. Whatever. This is neither here nor there. I'm gonna get like a barrage of people being like, "I'm a pro," and it's like, "Well, maybe you are, maybe you aren't." How much money do you make? Is it enough to live off of? No, I mean, like there. Are, this is it's a good it's a good conversation topic because there are so many people saying, "Yeah, no, like I'm I'm a pro." And then every once in a while, I'll be in a public setting and someone will introduce me to somebody, and they'll be like, "Yeah, they're a pro pickleball player," and I go. <laughs> Are they? And and I just kind of give them the look, like <laughs> what you're going by. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know who you're, well, you know who I, you know who you're talking to. Like I know who the pros are. It's yeah. Not, and people will tell me all the time. They'll be like, "Oh, you're a pro pickleball player. That's so awesome." I was like, "I am not a pro pickleball player." But dude, by your own definition, I mean you've got Gamma and Fila paying you. Like, <laughs> no, I, mean, I just love their product more than a lot. But here's the thing: is that I. If I had less shame and was like, I would, I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm a pro. Like if people are going to like, that's what the, some of these, like anybody who gets introduced to you as a pro pickleball player that you've never heard of, that is someone who only just wants people to misunderstand them as a pro professional athlete. And so by all accounts and measures, there's been so many times in the last couple of years where people have either introduced me as a pro pickleball player or on social media been like, oh, it's so cool that you're a professional athlete again. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm a personality in the space. Uh, but I could easily, like I think a younger me that was more prideful would have been like, yeah, I'm a pro. Tell your friends, tell everybody, tell everybody I'm a professional. But yeah, yeah. 
So your ego I get is it. no longer uh, overhanging. I think that's smart. Correct. Uh, but yeah. So where do we go from here, guys? Well, my last thought on that is if you are a person of integrity, you it will be it will be in uh-huh. your gut to provide the caveat that even if you've played at the pro level, like you're not a pro. So yeah. every once in a while, like one of my maybe somebody in my family would be like, Thomas, he plays pro pickleball. I'm like, no. I've played pro pickleball, I've gotten two wins, and that doesn't mean anything in a sport that's as young as it is, right? Yeah. So it's like that you need and all to I did was show up caveat. and sign up for pro. And like picked a good partner. Yeah. <laughs> had that's... a good picked a good partner, had a good draw. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the that's the difference right now in this sport is is uh I can go up to a registration table at a tournament and they'll be like, What are you playing? I'm like, pro, here's 150 bucks. And they're like, Okay, stash the money in their pocket. I go in, get demolished by whoever. And then yeah, leave, yeah. and people are like, "How'd you do?" I was like, "Not very good, but I'm pro. I played pro. Uh, yeah. Got a bad draw. Played the top guys in the world early on. That's the way it goes at the pro level. Me being a pro, and mm-hmm. then that's just like the way it is. But uh, yeah, there are people need, who do that 100. percent Yeah, Duper needs a specific. You need a check mark on Duper when you reach Ooh, the level of being pro. I like this. I like this. Duper needs to Verify. Let's sell this to Duper. Uh, yeah, exactly. Have verification status for pro badges. It's going to be some sort of, yeah, yeah, some sort of benchmark that you have to hit, and then you get sort of like this, you know, blue check yeah. or whatever. Well, it's like I mean, tennis, tennis. You have challenger tour. You, you know, you have to win tournaments to get into. Yes, I think you're actually going to start seeing that this year, next year, with some challenger events, and um, you need to qualify to play. That's like, yeah, that's how. That's how you get that's your how, check mark. That's how pro cycling on the road level is. You have to tally enough points to even qualify to get picked up by a professional team and then go from there. So part of it is that you have to have the experience because sometimes it takes years and years. And I think with experience in all sport, pickleball included, comes a higher level of professionalism and of gameplay as well. And so I think when we can somehow figure out that little kink but like that's not the most pressing matter in the sport right now so everybody put that on the back burner no i want to out sandbaggers and i want to out want to be pros that aren't pros <laughs> okay the two extremes whether you're playing way up in level or way down in level yeah. you, you gotta figure it out guys that's my personal mission okay good to know uh, and yeah. if there's any companies that would like to sponsor Thomas in his mission, his number is, <laughs> I won't give you, give him your phone number. Uh, what else we got, Thomas? Is that a wrap? That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Ryan, any closing thoughts? What you got coming up at Bell Bank uh, in the next coming weeks? I think you should dedicate maybe a show to this, but we are focusing on junior pickleball. Um I've got a junior pickleball academy uh, we just announced coming out in September. And, you know, we're going to basically create a spot where they can come and train. Because I don't think, you know, you've seen the next gen, which is unbelievable. But these kids have nowhere to train. They have nowhere to play. No other kids to play with. So, you know, we're going to focus on that. We already have a a huge performance training center that we can kind of piggyback off of. But I think, you know, I think that's 
that's the future of pickleball is, you know, the juniors. And I think you're seeing that with, you know, with next gen, you're seeing on the tour, you've got, you know, Anna Lee, you've got Hayden, you know, these kids can play, you know? So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think that's kind of where the future is, but you know, what I'm doing is, you know, a lot of junior stuff where you have events, obviously every weekend, you know, we've got leagues that Tyson Apostle has competed in actually, mm-hmm. and he's dominated some of these people and they've left his my children, facility. His kids, we're no, still on well, topic of the kids leagues. I have dominated well, still, some of the kids. Yeah. We too. have some kids in the league and, you know, Tyson will, will hit them with the ball. He'll body bag yeah. them. He has no shame <laughs> and kids will leave crying sometimes. And no, it's that's okay. incorrect. <laughs> no, I've, I've seen it too. I've uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty horrifying. It is true. Tyson thinks he's, he's teaching valuable lessons. Yeah. But if you ever play with Tyson, he tries to hit you. I don't know what it is. Maybe, you know, he's angry, but he tries to hit me every time and he'll make yeah. it purposeful. It was like, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to put it on the camera. I'm going to show yeah, it in slow motion. And I think he's done it before, but yeah. Yeah. And then the, be- and then his, Sorry. his ultimate goal is you lose your cool. And then he sits there like, dude, it's part of the game. And then it makes you like it. <laughs> I mean, one game I tried hitting Tyson every single time and it, and uh-huh. it ruined my game, you know, and I went yeah. home, you know, almost crying because I yeah. couldn't hit him. No, the deal was if you body bagged me five times in a game, I would do a compilation video of all the body bags. And I couldn't get you. You're just, you're so thin. You you couldn't get me. No, I could always get my paddle in front of it enough to negate the body bag, but the paddle, it didn't come off my paddle properly. I just blocked my body from getting hit. So wiry, wiry is uh, okay. Well, in two weeks from today, I'll be at the Gamma Classic in Pittsburgh. If anyone wants to come say hi, I'm just going to be playing like rec games all day long while the tournament's going on. So, can you uh, live stream that if possible so I can just, you know, enjoy my Saturday? Yeah. And I think I'm going to be on the Johnny Pickleball show as well. Uh, oh, my God. Live stream some of it. And uh, that's is what that I got similar to the, to the Johnny Carson Tonight Show, or what is that? I think it's the same. Yeah. It's very wow. similar. A desk, I walk in, there's coffee mugs filled with water. It's all. Yeah, exactly. To Johnny Carson. Also, Ryan, Johnny Carson reference really uh, kind of puts an age on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm old. I'm old. I'm, I'm ready for the senior. I'm ready for the senior tour. Actually, are you? Uh, in four years, I'll be ready. Okay, um, you got some time. Like I can't compete with these nineteen-year-old kids. Trust me. Oh man, I've seen you. You can. You do okay, Thomas. What you got coming up? Anything cool? You gonna be out in? Uh, you gonna be at Major League Pickleball in a couple weeks? I don't know yet. I need to figure that out. Okay, I've got a I got a weird month ahead. I might be at a lot of pickleball events. I might not be. We'll see. Mm. Wow, I like it. The intrigue, mm-hmm. the mystery. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're doing a glow in the dark event out here. If Thomas you are, come, I'll give you. I'll give you a free when? entry. Is that in two weeks? August, August sixth. August I'll be 6th. in Pittsburgh, bro. I know. I can't. I mean, like I said, you you can't. You got to run these events for when they're scheduled. You can't. I can't avoid the PPA or the APP or Tyson. You know, I got to okay. do it. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a fun glow in the dark event. I think uh, you're gonna miss out on a huge party. Uh, uh, well, I'll be at a huge party of my own. Sure. So, okay, Thomas, shut it down, bro. Later. <laughs> <laughs>